0: Welcome to Creative Biolabs Science Channel. As an experienced expert and reliable partner, Creative Biolabs is proficient in lipid-based drug delivery and functional liposome development. With versatile methods, diverse products, superior quality, and fast turnaround, we are confident to provide optimum solutions tailored to boost your R&D projects. Dear friends in the audience, you are welcome to listen to our program on time every Saturday night. As our sharing guest, Dr. Smith came to our program today as promised. There is a lot of interesting knowledge waiting for us to explore. I believe everyone is looking forward to his arrival. Let's welcome Dr. Smith with warm applause. Would you say hello to our audience, Dr. Smith?
1: Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Beth. It is quite nice to see you again. Thank you for your invitation. I'm very excited to be here.
0: Listeners who follow this blog must remember that in the first two episodes, we focused on the application of liposomes in transfecting cells with DNA in vitro and several research results. Cationic liposomes have long been the focus of researchers. In parallel to these studies using cationic liposomes, several groups have also investigated traditional liposomes or their variants. The researchers used pH-sensitive liposomes, but when a cationic system was used, higher transfection activity was observed. In contrast, in vitro transfection of vascular smooth muscle cells was only effective in conventional liposomes containing Sendai virus hemagglutinin. Genes for the renin-angiotensin system were also used multiple times during the study. What is the reason for this?
1: Genes for the renin-angiotensin system were used Because these proteins are important in the growth of vascular smooth muscle cells, as well as in hypertension, atherosclerosis, restenosis, and congestive heart failure.
0: That is right. In addition to standard calcium phosphate transfection, cationic liposomes appear to be the most popular transfection system today, either laboratory prepared cationic liposomes or cationic liposomes purchased in kits. Soon after successful gene expression in vitro, Attempts were made to achieve transfection in vivo. What is the most obvious difference between the two?
1: Technically, transfecting and expressing genes in vivo has proven to be a much more difficult task. At present, there is still no obvious correlation between in vitro and in vivo expression. After reviewing numerous research data, someone proposed a transfection model and tried to correlate the data. While in vitro transfection is a powerful tool for genetic engineering to mass-produce proteins and molecular biology, to study gene function, in vivo work may have significant benefits in gene therapy. In principle, human diseases can be eliminated and human characteristics can be changed. Clearly, many scientific questions, as well as many ethical and social questions, must be addressed before changing eye color and other human characteristics at will. What followed, however, was the beginning of this quest.
0: What routes of administration are considered for DNA liposome complexes transfection in vivo?
1: Genosomes can be administered by the same route as liposomal formulations. These methods include systemic, local, and intraperitoneal injections, as well as topical applications. The local injection sites include intramuscular, intratumoral, subcutaneous, intracerebral, intraarticular, etc., and external use includes skin, inhalation aerosol, and intratracheal installation. Regular and double balloon catheters can also be used for direct delivery to the arterial wall. The portal artery can be used to deliver the complex to the liver.
0: We all know that in vivo research in biology starts with experimental animals. So, which experimental animals are used for gene transfection?
1: Currently, studies are focused on tail vein injection, intratracheal administration, intramuscular and tumor-direct injection, and inhalation of genomic aerosols in mice and rats. Larger animals have also been used, ranging from rabbits, dogs, monkeys, primates, and sheep to cattle and horses, particularly in aerosol injections and genetic vaccinations. When conducting such studies, researchers must be aware that, Not only the geometry of the airways, but also the various cellular ratios and their physiology can cause significant variation between species. For example, high expression in sheep lungs cannot be generalized to other animal species.
0: Taking the mouse experiment as an example, what processes must be carried out?
1: A typical mouse experiment includes genosome injection, gestation period, organ harvesting, and analytical measurements. After the transfection was complete, the animals were kept in cages with food and water for a period of one to three days. Afterward, they would be sacrificed and dissected. Tissues were analyzed for protein concentration and activity by sectioning and immunostaining or after tissue homogenization and possible extraction.
0: Could the beginnings of liposome-mediated transfection be traced back to traditional liposomes, as in cell culture work?
1: Of course. Some researchers injected the rat insulin gene into egg yolk phosphatidylserine cholesterol large liposomes, prepared the rat insulin gene expression vector by reversed phase evaporation, and lowered the blood sugar level. In addition, liposomes can target hepatocytes from Kupfer cells by encapsulating the ligand lactosylceramide of the hepatocyte asialoglycoprotein receptor. Because of the low efficiency and high preparation requirements, the field of liposomal gene delivery was not revived until the introduction of highly surface-charged cationic liposomes and the safety concerns of viral vectors. Earlier studies have shown that luciferase activity can be restored from frog embryos injected directly into neural tissue.
0: I read an article reporting the expression in the lung tissue of mice after interpulmonary application of gene body aerosol and the expression in various organs after the tail vein injection of mice. Anything similar?
1: Likewise, in the late 1980s, expression was reported in the mouse brain and mouse lung after tail vein administration and in the arterial wall between the two balloons of a special double catheter. Currently, many laboratories are trying to replicate some of these measurements and optimize transfection. Novel lipids, liposomes, DNA plasmids, and polycondensed, targeted, internalized, or fusion moieties can co-organize genosomes. We can introduce these contents later.
0: It seems difficult to infer some conclusions from these early studies. What kind of data have scientists obtained from their studies of gene expression?
1: Scientists primarily study gene expression as a function of cationic lipid properties, neutral lipids, and DNA-to-lipid ratios. The structure, stability, interaction properties, and physical-chemical properties of these complexes have not been determined. In addition, stability data under more severe conditions are not reported. The pharmacokinetics and biodistribution of these complexes, when applied in vivo, have also not been reported. Not only that, the authors use very different units when describing DNA and lipid concentrations, ratios, and general reporting data in relative units. Therefore, it is difficult or impossible to compare different articles. Not to mention that many of the results reported in the literature are impossible or difficult to reproduce.
0: Why is it so difficult to measure the data?
1: The reason is that everything from the chemical and colloidal purity of liposomes and DNA to the numerous contamination factors and analyses in animals makes these measurements quite difficult. It's not just the result of some eagerness of scientists to provide the media with non-reproducible, possibly artificial, results, but also a measure of the complexity of the system.
0: So much for our content today. In the next episode, we will review in vivo applications of parenteral delivery of genomes, including systemic and topical delivery, as well as pulmonary delivery. Thanks to Dr. Smith for his wonderful science popularization. Thank you for listening. There will be more interesting knowledge waiting for us in the next program. See you next time.
1: Thank you. I hope we will see you next time.